Welcome to the Write Something Worthy podcast, where we teach emerging authors how to ditch the fear, confusion, and overwhelm of writing a bestseller-worthy non-fiction book. And now, your host, Tonya Brockett. Greetings, everyone. Tanya here, and this week I want to share tip number three that will be found in my upcoming book, Top 10 Tips for Nonfiction Authors, and that is to clarify your path. What I mean by clarifying your path is getting really clear on which direction your publishing journey will take. You can choose, these are the primary areas, you can choose publishing traditional, publishing independently, or using a hybrid model. And I'm going to talk briefly about all of those so that you can be thinking about what you want to do for your next book project. It's important to understand these things up front and make this decision before you embark on your journey so that you know what steps you're going to have to take. Because on one path, you're not going to have to do certain things. On another path, you're going to have to do all those things. So knowing which path you're going to take right up front is very important and very helpful in your journey as an author. It can also be helpful when you are answering questions about why you chose to go the way that you did. I find oftentimes in my conversations with new authors who are coming to me for direction and coaching, they're not sure. They don't know what it means to publish traditionally. So they have no idea whether they should try to do that. They don't know really what it takes to publish independently. They don't know all the work that's involved. So they don't really know how to make that decision. And there's no reason to. Here's the thing. Some authors come to me apologizing for not knowing what path they're going on. And it's like, you have no reason to know that until you're about to embark on that journey. And again, that's why I am here and why why there are other experts in the industry that are designed to help you, to help you to navigate that journey. You know, I'm, I'm your Sherpa in that case. I will help you to get where you need to go. I just need to know what it is that you want to accomplish so that I can help you to get there. Knowing what you want out of your book journey is a helpful piece of knowledge uh, that I will need to help you to best decide which path to take. But here are some common things that are on each of those journeys, on each of those paths, so that you can at least have an idea of which direction you want to go. If you want to publish traditional, that is what you most commonly hear of. You know, that's where the big name authors are getting published by a big five publisher up in New York, a Simon & Schuster, a McGraw-Hill, or HarperCollins, whomever. And they are... You assume that they are being paid lots of money to publish their book and that they don't have to do anything but show up for appearances and, you know, after they write the book, everything is gravy. The reality is traditional publishing is not that easy. It is one of those eye of the needle kind of things these days because you have to prove so much to 
become a traditionally published author. Meaning, given that this platform is designed for nonfiction authors, my comments are going to focus there. Fiction authors have a slightly different path to take, but you will have to experience some of the same things that we're going to talk about in this episode. So for a traditional author who is nonfiction, you first need to seek agent representation. You need a literary agent. Just as we talked to on this uh, podcast, Write Something Worthy talked with Rita Rosencrantz, who is a literary agent up in New York on episode seven of our podcast. And as Rita shared, agency is what allows you to open the door to a potential publishing deal. Most traditional publishers, it's certainly the big five, require that authors be introduced to them through a literary agent. So that means you're not going to go knock on the door at Simon & Schuster on Avenue of Americas in New York and say, hey, I'm here and I've got this great book and I'd love to talk to you about it. Never going to happen. That is not the way it goes. You need an agent who is going to pitch that book for you and you will never talk to that publisher until your agent has opened that door for you and made it possible. So you first have to win the agent before your agent can win a publisher. And you're going to win that agent by writing a well-crafted query letter according specifically to their direction on their website that tells you exactly what it is that you're supposed to submit and nothing more. You will not send them your entire manuscript unless they ask for it. You will not send them three chapters unless they ask for it. You will not send them a book proposal unless they ask for it. But when they do, you need to have it ready. You need to have it polished. You need to have it professionally edited before it goes to your agent because you want to put your best foot forward. You want to show that you are worthy of their representation because, hey, you write something worthy. And you want to show that you understand the professionalism that's required in this business relationship that you're about to embark on with that agent and that you're not going to be wasting their time. So let's say that you win an agent. That takes some time, by the way. It, you could try for many agents before you actually get a nod and then actually get a contract for representation. And then you have to really decide whether or not it's a a relationship that you feel good about. If you speak with an agent and you really don't get a good vibe, (laughs) I mean, really, then you have to decide whether or not this is the business relationship that you can see yourself being in for the next several years. Because hopefully your agent is going to help you with your writing career, not just this one book. And hopefully you're not going to be, you know, just a a one book wonder for that particular agent. They want to have a relationship. They want to help you with your writing career. So you want to make sure that you feel comfortable with them to do so. So you win an agent. Let's say it takes you a few months rather than a few years. And then... (laughs) 
your agent has to work with you to develop the materials necessary for them to pitch your book to a publisher. That's going to require, for the nonfiction author, a book proposal. That proposal is kind of like a business plan. You know, a business plan for a business has to talk about what it is we're going to do, who's our competition, how we're going to market ourselves, how we're going to position ourselves, what's our competitive advantage, how we're going to, you know, make this deal happen, why is it going to work, why are we the ones to make it work? All of that has to happen out of your book proposal. You've got to show them that your book is a good bet. You have to show them that your book is worthwhile. Your book is going to hit readers. Your book has a good niche. Your book is going to be sold and in sufficient quantity to make it worth a traditional publisher's effort. One thing to keep in mind is that traditional publishers are footing the bill. Here's how the dollars are going to flow, essentially. A traditional publisher may offer an advance for your book project. After you have earned out that advance, they will pay you royalties for every sale of your book going forward. That royalty typically is going to be less than 10%. It could be really small (laughs) or, you know, maybe it's modest. So you'll get a percentage, a small percentage of every book that is sold from then on once you have earned back that royalty. Once they have gotten their money back, quote unquote, after they have broken even, then you can start earning with every book sale. That is after your agent is paid. So your agent also doesn't charge you. They only make money When you make money in a publishing deal, if you get an advance, your agent gets a percentage of that advance. And, you know, it could be, I don't know, 15, 20% of your advance. Totally depends on the deal that you make with your agent and what the standards are in the industry at that time. Your agent doesn't make money until you do from the deal that is made with the publisher, and the sales of your book. Your publisher doesn't make money until your book sells. They put out all the money up until that time. They fronted the publication of your book. They've expended the dollars for the editing, for the cover design, for the interior design, for the setup of the distribution, getting you on the bookshelves at stores across the nation, hopefully, And not all stores, by the way, will say, yeah, we'll take this one book all across the nation. They may have select markets that they might buy your book. So anyway, let's just assume that all goes well. Your publisher makes money when you do, when you make sales. Your agent makes money when that happens. And you make money after that. That's the typical funding model for a traditional publisher. So a lot of authors think, oh, that's great. I don't have to pay anything. They're going to make my book. They're going to manufacture my book. They're going to distribute my book. And they're going to market my book. And I don't have to do anything but write it. The reality is that is not true. You will be marketing your book. 
and you will be making every effort to make sure that your publisher gets their money back by making as many sales as possible. And that's part of what your book proposal is about, to show them that you're going to be able to do that. The big drawback that a lot of emerging authors find with the traditional publishing model is the timing. Because not only does it take several months, perhaps, just to win your agent in the first place, but then it takes several more months, perhaps, to get an actual publishing deal. And then once you get the publishing deal, it can take many months to actually get your book on the docket for going out, for being published. And that could be 18 months. So here you sit thinking, oh, goody, my book is written, so I'm so excited, I'm going to get it published. I got my agent. Yay. We get a publishing deal, finally. And now, you know, my book ought to be out any day now. (laughs) Not so. It's likely, I, you know, I don't even know if they do it under six months these days. They probably do it faster just because everything is faster. But typically, you're looking at 12 months, 18 months before your book comes out with the traditional publishing house. So just don't expect it to be something fast. And that is probably the biggest issue for a lot of the new emerging authors is they don't want to wait that long. And if your book is timely, I mean, that there is a an element. Like, for example, one of my authors had a book that had some issues related to COVID. Now, you know, if you're listening to this, you know, 10 years from now, you're not even going to know what that is. But, but um, it's relevant now. It won't be relevant in 18 months. So for them, it made more sense for them to independently publish that book so that it could come out sooner. And that may be your choice as well. There are others who their entire purpose for their book is to strike business deals or to capitalize on something that's going on in the business market. Well, it may not be going on in 18 months, let alone 12 months, right? So you need it to come out and be out while that iron is hot, right? And the traditional publishing model doesn't always lend itself to that. And that tends to be one big issue that sends people the independent route. Now, it's also challenging to get accepted through the traditional model. Your book not only has to be a great book, But you have to have a great author platform for a publisher and an agent to want to take you on and take the risk. They're going to want to be able to sell, a big five publisher anyway, is going to want to be able to sell more than 10,000 books. You may think, oh, sure, that's possible. I know I have 10,000 people on my followers list. No, 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 no. Just because you have them following you does not mean that they're going to buy your book, number one. Number two, you have to have an engaged following, people who are interacting 
with you and cannot wait until the next thing you offer, the next thing you do. And that they're willing to actually pull out their purse, pull out those bills, pull out that wallet when that time comes. It is one thing to have people who support you and say, yay. It's a whole nother thing to have people pull out their money for you. So don't think just because you're popular or you have a lot of friends that that's going to be enough for a publisher to want to publish your book. It is not. They need to make a return on their investment. It's just not, you know, you can't just be cute and popular. They, You have to have something that's going to make money and they want a return on that investment. They're trying to make a deal here. They're trying to make money. They're not just trying to build your influence. You need to bring your influence to convince them to take you on. If you publish independently, you can decide when it is that your book comes out. You don't have to wait for their spring releases or the fall releases a year from now to come out. You can determine that time frame. However, just know that the book publishing process itself does take some time. It's not all going to happen, ideally, in three months. You need lead time for marketing your book, for building anticipation, for getting it out there in the first place. And you also need time for each stage of the publishing process to take place. And because you're publishing independently, you have to project manage all of that. You have to not only write the book, you don't get to sit back once you write that book. You have to write the book, you have to get the book edited, you have to get the book designed, you have to cover design to work on, you have to cover copywriting that you have to handle, you have to manage every stage and every element of that book that is going to be created, making sure that it's up to industry standard, making sure that you don't look the fool by publishing something that is not up to snuff. That means you have to coordinate all of that. You have to make sure all the files are in the proper format to be uploaded to the proper places in order for your book to be reproduced, distributed, etc. You have to know where to do all of that. You have to get the, all those assignments, those, those ISBN numbers if you want them. And oh, there's a lot to it. And you have to manage all of that. But know that it is totally doable. It sounds like it's a lot, but it is totally doable. And there are people who are out there who care about the quality of work that's being produced in the world and who want to make sure that authors do it in a way that makes them look good and makes a positive impact. So those there are those of us out there who want you to succeed and are willing to help you, give you the resources, point you in the right direction, give you the coaching, provide some of the tools to help you to do that so that you can do it well. But there, I acknowledge, just like any business and any industry, there are those who just want to make money off of you trying to do that. And you have to be aware of that. There are going to be independent publishing 
houses. They could be called self-publishers. They uh, can be called any number of things, author services companies of some sort or another. And sometimes they just want to make money on your desire to write and publish a book. And they don't really care about the success that you have in doing so. It's, you know, a buyer beware scenario in that in that regard. But that's everywhere. That's in every industry you have. I mean, heck, you can't... Uh, there's hardly anything you can buy where you're not going to have people who are just out for your money. So just be aware of that. But don't be afraid of them. Just look for the resources that feel good to you, who are willing to help you, and who provide you with resources and guidance and support and cheerleading and, and, you know, to get you through that process and then go with that flow. And go on recommendations as well. Who did you use to get your book published? Would you do it again? That kind of thing can be helpful for you. So with the independent model, you really have to be the one to make sure everything happens. So not only do you have to coordinate it, find it, use those resources, get it done, but then you have to plan how it's going to come out, when it's going to come out, and all of that. That requires planning your marketing strategy, just as you would need to do whether you are going traditional or independent. You'd still have to market your book no matter what. No matter who you use, you have to market your book. But when you're independent, you have more control over that. In the traditional model, you may not get to have any say about how horrible that cover looks because they believe that it's it's good for marketing that the cover looked like it does or that it, you know, it's fitting the trend or it's fitting the genre a lot better than something else. But you had wanted it, you had envisioned something entirely different when you wrote the book. Tough. You just have to deal with that. But if you're an independent publisher, you can choose exactly what you want. You can say to your cover designer, this is what I have in mind. This is what I'm trying to get at. You know, help me to articulate that uh, with your graphic design. And they'll help you to make, if they're a good designer, not only from a graphic design perspective, but they understand book cover marketing, then they'll help you to design something that works in your market and that works from a marketing perspective that's visually appealing and, um, you know, with the right color scheme and all of that kind of of stuff. And you'll have control over that because you're an independent author. You'll also be able to decide certain content elements uh, that are in your book that a traditional publisher might not give you the leeway on. And you know, quite frankly, when you go traditional, once you're, you strike a publishing deal, your uh, editing team within the publishing company may want you to redirect your book in an entirely different way than you anticipated. Let's say that, you know, you originally wrote your book for you know, entrepreneurial women with, you know, million plus companies. And then they say, you know, well, actually, I think maybe you should write it for the real small business woman instead of the big business woman. And that wasn't your original intention. 
you have to shift. You have to make the changes. You've got to rewrite the book or make the tweaks that are going to make that possible. You don't have as much control once you have signed over a deal to your traditional publisher. Whereas when you're an independent publisher, you get to call the shots. You get to decide exactly who it's to, who you've written to, and what it's going to say. Now, you'll have an editor who will tell you the proper way to say it, and you can say yes or no to that still, because it is your book. It's always your choice. But at least you'll be making an informed decision that says, you know, my editor said this, but because of whatever reason, I'm going to allow this to stand as it is. That's your choice. You have to deal with the repercussions of that choice, but that is your choice. You can make it. You also have all the expenses associated with every service that is required to get that book to market. So just as you are starting a new business, and you should treat it as such, you have to pay for the edit. You have to pay for the indexing if that's necessary. You have to pay for the cover design, the interior design, the copywriting for the cover, the um, any write, other additional writing that has to happen. All of those things, the, the book description that you need to write for uh loading your book on e-tailers. All of that has to be covered and dealt with or done in some way or another. So you have to decide whether or not it's you or whether there's another service provider out there that you can work with. That's where having a, a book shepherd or Sherpa could be helpful because they can help you to guide you on those things. The beauty is you have the control. Now there is a hybrid model. There are small presses. There are different versions, variations between the traditional model and an independent model. So all of them have, you know, pluses and minuses. They have varying degrees of control. They have varying models for paying the author the royalty amount. The lowest amount of royalty you'll get is with a traditional publisher. It goes up a little more for a hybrid publisher. And then when it comes to you independently publishing, you get 100% of everything that's sold. Now, after expenses, you still have to give up a percentage to your e-tailers, your retailers, your bookstores who are selling your books for you. That's just a cost of doing business. But you get 100% of everything that's left. Whereas when a traditional publisher is doing it, they're just paying you the pennies. They get the dollars. So um, that's something to be mindful of. And you think, well, shoot, why should... Why should they get all the money? I did all the work. I'm doing the marketing. I'm selling the book. I'm doing this, that, and the other. Well, if that's the way you want it, then go ahead and take it on. One of my colleagues said that in no traditional publishers may spend as much as $40,000 to get your book to market. And that's not even the marketing part. That's not the 
you're paying your publicist, you're paying the PR person, you're paying uh, the web designers and all these other people to create things for you to make it possible to sell. But they're still spending that much to get your book out there. So what do you think you're going to have to spend to get your book out there? Maybe not $40,000, but we, we did talk about some budget considerations to keep in place in uh, one of our, our podcast episodes. You, you might want to think about that. You've got to front that upfront cost because that's the cost of creating your book project. There are a lot of decisions to make when it comes to clarifying your path for publishing. But once you make that decision, it becomes easier because you don't have to keep going back and forth or second guessing yourself. You make that decision, then you know the steps you need to start taking. It becomes easier to follow those steps. And when you have some guidance, you have a book coach or you have colleagues or friends who are in your writing circles or you're a part of a a writing community like Prolific Writer's Life and you have others around you that are positive and supportive in your writing journey, then you can make the rest of it happen as you need to. It'll unfold for you. If you know the path you're going to take, then that path becomes easier to follow. Okay, it is time again for our Abundant Author Affirmation. Write it down if it resonates with you, post it wherever you'll see it, and say it throughout your day to keep your heart happy and your subconscious mind aware of it. I have confidently chosen my ideal publishing path. I have confidently chosen my ideal publishing path. And with that, we are complete. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Write Something Worthy podcast. Please visit our show notes for a image and a chart about different publishing paths that was created by Jane Friedman. She's a publishing expert that has spent many years working in the publishing industry, and she's gathered a great chart that will help you to think through the independent, traditional, hybrid publishing models so that you can clarify your path. Reach out to us at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com, and we are happy to provide assistance to you as you clarify your path. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Bye now. You've been listening to the Write Something Worthy podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or email us your feedback at podcast at writesomethingworthy.com and we'll catch you next Word Worthy Wednesday.